All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for this lovely raining day you've given to us. Um, help us to just be attentive tonight and to uh, just hear what God's trying to say to us, to just apply it to our lives, Lord, so that we can spread your light uh, wherever we go, be it the school, the soccer field, the CC co-op, whatever you call it. Uh, just help us to be a light for you wherever we go, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. We're in the book of Philippians chapter 4, written by, he also wrote chapters 1, 2, and just to say it, all right. Um, he wrote it to who? The Church of Philippi. Okay, and where was Paul when he wrote it? He was in what city? Rome. Where in Rome? Yeah. Okay, that, this is very important to the, the context of where we're going to be at in the word tonight. Do y'all, you, any of you have, and I'm gonna, I don't want you to shout it out, but do you have like a favorite verse or some people call it I, this life, I've got a life verse. Have you ever had that? It used to be bigger in the 80s and 90s. I don't know if it's really big nowadays, but someone would go, man, this is like my life verse. And, and sometimes the verse will change, but it's a verse that really just means the world to you. Uh, BibleGateway.com, which is a big website you can go and, and study the word on, uh, did a survey in 2016 and 2017 and asked uh, for what were people's top life verses what what meant the most to them what did, did did they just go oh this is my this is my my jam right whatever that means uh and so what do you think what was top on the list what were the, you think were in the top three life verses anybody john 3 16 came in at number one you're right for what is it for god so loved the world you're cheating now they there's only god and son that so believed in him should not compared to have everlasting life right uh whatever version you know it as john says for god so loved the world right john three sixteen was number one on the list what else do you think was on the list Philippians 4.13 was num- num- number three on the list. I can do all things through Christ. who strengthens me, right? I can do all things through Christ. And, and there was one more in the top three. Any guesses on this? What, what did I just hear? Jeremiah 20, 29.11, maybe? Yes, that was number two on the list. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a hope and a future. Have you ever, a, a future and a hope? Have you ever heard that verse before? We're going to look at these because I don't mean to do this t- tonight, but I'm going to take some scripture that you know well, and you're like, man, that, that verse has been my jam and I want you to tell, to tell you that we misuse Scripture all the time. And one of them that we're going to be in tonight is probably one of the most misused ones that we are. But even the last one, put that last verse, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. You, you know what the verse says in verse 10? The great news it says in verse 10, right before this verse, it says this. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are complete for about... Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. Good news, when you've been enslaved for 70 years, then I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. We don't don't ever take that first part. 
But he's saying, hey, when you've been enslaved, and at that point, when you start to, your heart starts to turn back to me, then I will, be, I will turn to you, and I will come to you, and I will bring you out of that land, and I will bring you back home. So it's not like, hey, wherever you're going, God knows the plans he has for you. I want you to know that sometimes God will allow you to go to a very dark place for your heart to turn to him completely so he can bring you into his place. That's what his goal is in that whole verse. We take it like, hey, this is the verse I pray for you. But if you're going to pray that verse, pray the first part too. Ooh, I don't want to do that. I don't want the bad stuff, but it comes with that. So sometimes we take these verses and, oh, it means so much, but I think we missed the point of the verse. Are you with me? Stand with me now. We're going to be in Philippians 4 as we read God's word together and we stand in honor. Just to remember, this is the word of God that we hold, and this is God speaking to us. And hopefully Dan and his wonderful stuttering voice gets out of the way. This is what it says, beginning of verse 10. Paul's writing, he says, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I, am, I have learned in whatever situation I'm to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. Lord, as we just skate through this, Lord, just may we understand what you're saying. And may we take it and apply it to our lives. May wherever we go, whether it's, it's through homeschool or public school or private school or work, wherever you take us to the athletic field, wherever we go, God, you call us to be a light for you. You call us to shine in the way that we live. May they see our good deeds and turn to you, God, in heaven. May they not look at us and go, man, that's a great guy right there. May they look at us and go, man, what do they have? Because I need, I need what they have. God, we are only good because you are good. And help us to be the men and women of God, even as 11-year-olds and 14-year-olds and 16-year-olds that you call us to be. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, everybody have a seat. Thank you. I left a couple out. Thank you, Andre. Make sure so y'all know I'm speaking to everybody. <clears throat> you know what I love about this verse? So he's, he's, who does he write this verse to? These verses to the what? Church of Philippi. So he starts off, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. So he's gotten word from them, man, that they're like, Paul, we're worried about you. We're praying for you. We're interceding for you. We have gifts for you, some things to help you. And he said, you were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. There was a point they had no way to help him. They knew of his need, but they couldn't get the help to him, but he knew that they cared. Does it help for you to know that at least somebody cares? Even if they can't help you, they just can't, they don't have the means to help you. The fact that they know and they care, does that help? Man, that helps everybody in a dark place. Sometimes we think, man, I have nothing to give, no way to help. One of the hardest things we face, I think, is when there's a death of a loved one. And for us, it's the death of a loved one of a, of a friend, someone we didn't know well, but our friend is hurting. It could be a family member. It could be a friend, and you know your friend is hurting. You don't know what to do. And sometimes the best thing that you can do is just be there. 
Sometimes we feel like we got to say the right thing. I, I can't show up unless I do the right thing. But the, sometimes the best thing that you can do is just be there and give a hug. Say, I'm sorry. There's, there's not a whole lot of words. That, but, and a lot of times we stop because we don't even do anything because we think, oh, I can't help. But we don't know even the fact just to show concern impacts lives around us. And look at this in verse 11. Now that I'm, uh, uh, I'm speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I'm to be content. Paul is a man, if we read the word of God, who is content in all things. In the book of Acts. Have y'all read the book of Acts? If you've been in, the, in here, we went through the book of Acts. And this is some things about Paul's life that shows cut contentment. In Acts chapter 14, he was stoned, not with the drug. He was hit with rocks because he was preaching Jesus to the crowd. They didn't like it. They took stones. They beat him with these stones, left him for, dragged his body. They thought was dead outside the gates, left it there. Disciples came around and went, oh, oh gosh, there's Paul. Paul gets up, brushes himself off, and they go off to the next town. Paul understood being content because Paul didn't stop there. I don't know about you or me, but when I'm attacked that way, I'm prone to hide, hide myself and protect myself. In Acts chapter 16, once again, for preaching Jesus, Paul was uh, stripped. I don't know about you, but I don't like being stripped. He's beaten, he's flogged, and thrown in jail. Content in chaos. What do we see Paul do? Once again, he continues preaching Jesus. Acts 27 and 28. He's on his way to Rome for trial for preaching Jesus. He never stopped. They, they, they shipwreck. He survives a shipwreck. He gets bitten by a snake. They're expecting him to swell up and die. He doesn't die. Contentment. Did he have a chaotic life? Is your life chaotic like Paul's? Dear Lord, it's not. But we see that what is Paul always doing? He's in Encouraging, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, re- rejoice. He's, he's content. Acts chapter 28. Where is Paul right now as he writes this letter? Where? Prison in Rome awaiting his execution. And what's he, he writing about? Rejoice in the Lord. Do all things through Christ. He's writing these, these huge things. Con- contentment and chaos. If someone knew contentment and chaos, Paul did. What a perfect guy to write about it. Verse 12, this is what it says. I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Have you ever had someone say to you, hey, can I tell you a secret? What do you do? You don't go, yeah, sure, you do this. But we want secrets, right? When someone says, hey, can I tell you a secret? And let me tell you, just as not my notes, someone says to you, hey, here's a secret and don't tell anybody. And you go, cross my heart and hope to die. You're a liar. You're a liar. We can't hold secrets. Secrets don't ever really stay hidden. That person will go to someone else and go, hey, you got a problem not telling anybody. They go, okay, cross my heart and hope to die. And then like, the 8.2 seconds, everybody and their mama knows, and you've never met their mama. But they know, I mean, so, so be careful, because, but secrets, we like to hear it. Why? Because, ooh, ooh, there's something. A lot of times we like to hear it because there's juice on somebody else, and that's, that's something our flesh wants. But God says, 
gossip is something that ought not to be a part of your life. So be careful when someone goes, hey, can I tell you a secret? And go, is this something that I can, I can help you with? Because sometimes there's a secret in their life and they just need someone to be accountable to. And boy, you need to hear those. We need, we need to be that type of folk. But sometimes, as Paul here, he goes, let me tell you a secret. And this is this point in the text, when you see a word like this in, in the word of God, you need to go like this. And listen, because Paul's about to tell you something huge. He goes, let me tell you this, the secret to, boom, some big thing. And the secret's about being content in every situation. Have you ever met someone who's content whether life is going great or life is going bad? There's few people in this world, but they are people that I've met and walked beside in this world that if their life is crashing around them or if life is going grand, they look the same. They're walking through it with grace and with strength and with selflessness. Those are the people you want to be around. That's contentment in any situation. And he says, whether things are going good, because you know what? Sometimes even when things good go good, we aren't con- content. You, you can look at this at, at, at folks that have gained fame and lots of money. Are they content? No. They're a wreck. Sometimes they are more of a wreck than those that are without. Those that are poor are many times much more content in the little things they have than the rich and the, all the vast things that they have. So Paul says, whether I have a lot of stuff or a small amount of stuff, I've learned to be con- con- content. Um, so, so whether it's good or bad. So as you face school, and some of you, 11th grade, 12th grade, SATs, college, what am I going to do? Is this going to work out for me? Is this going to be good, bad? What am I going to do? Paul says this, hey. Whether it's good and bad, be content. And he's going to explain how you're going to be content, but he's saying whatever it's good and bad, be content. When your best friend stabs you in the back, not really with a knife, but with words, someone you trusted, how are you with that? Most of you are probably like, Bleh! I mean, you freak out. Am I right? I mean, someone stabs you in the back and you lose your mind. My friend did it, and it hurts. I get it. But Paul says, hey, I've learned the secret to being content in every situation. Some of you are going to walk out of here, and this week you're going to have a great week. You know what you're called to do as a believer in Christ? Sorry, this is about to... You're called to be content. Some, Some of you are going to walk out here, and it's just not going to be a great week. Things are not going to fall your way. I'm sorry, and can I tell you, I hate that for you. And if I can help you, if I can even pray for you, go, man, I'm having a bad, let me do that, please. You don't have to walk through this stuff alone. But Paul says, hey, there's a, a secret to being content in every situation. And the secret is this, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ. He said, the secret to being content and good. And, and y'all, you're, you're saying, well, that's a simple thing. I understand that. I don't think you really, we understand it. I did a search online yesterday going, hey, what groups use this verse? It's like, this is our verse. Yeah. And the first thing I found was a running group. You can throw, throw, throw it up there. It's team 413. We're a running team. We run for Christ. So I can do all, I can run all things through Christ. who gives me strength. 
And that's sort of their theme. And I appreciate what they're trying to do. But can I tell you this? Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, has nothing to do with achievement. It has everything to do with contentment. It's not how much good you can do in something. It's how content you are with where you're at in life so that wherever you go, you're a light for Christ, whether it's going good or whether it's going bad. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. There was a group back in the 80s or 90s. If you're a parent in here, I'm sure, sure you're, you saw this. They asked me to be a part of it when I was a very young man. Uh, and here's a, here's a, 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 a picture. They were called the Power Team. Power team. They've got swords here. These are guys. And um, I I don't have sound on the clip. Uh, I just want you to see what they do. Uh, So take a look at this this, this video video clip. They tear license plates in half. They go to churches. They tear these in half. They tear phone books. Y'all don't even know what a phone book is. They're too thick. Good. Two people do. They're big, thick books. They would just tear them in half with their hands like that, throw them away. They take these metal bars, they'd bend them, they'd break bats, they'd lift all these weights, and they'd be like, and they'd be doing these things and trying to lift something and go to the crowd, and there would be packed out places. And they'd go, hey, he's trying to do this. He needs you to cheer him on for Christ. And the whole crowd would be like, yeah! And he, the guy with the mic would go, I can do! That wasn't in his crotch, it was in his leg. And you're like, what did he do? Okay, so you're taking bats. You know, I do this when I'm angry. Just, yeah, bats like butter. Okay, so they, they were, so, so you see what these guys do. But they would have these weights, these huge weights, and they would bench press and they would, it would or one guy was, had two handcuffs. Real cops would come up and put these handcuffs on him. And he'd go, can he break these chains? Does Jesus Christ want him to be free? I mean, they're taking scripture still out of whack. And he's going, right. And they're going, cheer him on. And they're going, I can do all things. And the crowd's like, I can do all things. And I can do all things through Christ. And the crowd's like, I can do all things through Christ. It gives me strength. And he's like, right. And everybody's like, ah! My life bursts forever and ever. And it's so... It's so what, not what that verse is about, right? It's just twisted, and we take that verse, and it's a great verse. Man, I can do all things through Christ who gives me. I can be anything. But there's something that really, really just explains how I feel about this, and it's a Princess Bride clip. I don't know if you've seen the, the Princess. But take a look at this clip just for a second. You've got very good arms. He didn't fall? Inconceivable. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Okay, he says, you, you, you keep saying that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. Can I tell you this? You keep saying that verse. I do not think it means what you think it means. (laughs) The world, culture is using this verse. I can do all things through Christ. Yeah, you can be anything you want to be. And that's a beautiful, pretty statement to say but I don't believe you can be anything you want to be. <gasps> Did he just, he just crushed my dream. How could he do that? I better look my notes, my, my notes, my notes for it. Uh, now, now let me explain one thing. And this is what we're doing here. There's a thing in scripture called authorial intent. That is the Author of the book writes the book inspired by God to write it, but he's, he's writing it with a, pur- a purpose that God has. And the authorial intent is shown in the verses behind it, in the verses past it, who he's writing it to, who is he writing about, and who the writer is. All this has to do with the authority. 
pictorial intent. For scripture, when you have scripture, because all this is being misused and it's been misused for years, in order to get scripture right, you must understand the author's purpose in writing intent in, in, in writing the text. When you understand this, one, you can correctly understand the passage, and two, you can correctly apply the pa- passage to your life. Authorial intent, context is king, very important. Just like this, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. What does that mean? It means I can be content in every situation that I have. But like I said, I don't believe that you can be anything you want to be. And I don't think God wants you to be anything you want to be. Well, I just want to follow my heart. God says your heart is wicked, more wicked above all else. Don't, don't follow your heart. Your heart will lead you astray. If it's going to be all about you. Not everyone who really wants to be can or will be the president of the United States. I guarantee you, there's, there's many kids. Man, my dreams are going to be the president. Is everybody going to get there? No. There's only a, li- a limited amount of spots for a limited amount of time. Everybody is not going to make it. If you are five foot two and you think I'm going to be an NBA all- all-star and dunk the ball all day long, I'm sorry, but you probably aren't going to be everything or anything you want to be. There's just limits. But I believe something bigger and better than that statement for each one of you. And that's this. I believe you, you can be exactly who God intended you to be through Christ who gives you strength. I think you can be exactly who God created you to be through Christ who gives you strength. And when you go, God, I just want to be who you've created me to be, you will do things far greater impact, far many more lives than you would ever impact upon your own dreams. Much much more. Do not lose faith in God. He says, I've learned to be content in every situation. So when you read the word of God, it says flee from sexual immorality and you're in a youth group and it is going around. Guys are getting with girls and these are folks that are in the youth group and you're like, what is going on? God calls you to be pure and drag as many folks as you can with you. But if no one goes with you, you still go for it. Sometimes you've got to go for it by yourself, whether in plenty or whether starving without, you are supposed to go towards the word of God with everything you have. At school, wherever you have a chance to be a light, it could be even at your own home. I understand I came from a home like that. I was the only light For Christ, man, it was hard sometimes just to get up and go to church all by myself. But man, you just got to fight through it. Even if you're by yourself, you've got to do it. And my prayer for you is that when you live for Christ, that you have a group with you. Sometimes when we pray, some some of y'all will just link hands and hold hands. It's a beautiful picture to me of what unity is supposed to be like here in our youth group. Man, we are in this together. We're holding hands as we pray. I'm praying for you. I'm walking alongside you. I'm fighting with you. That's what the body of Christ is supposed to look like. But when there is a time, and there will be times in your life when you are walking alone, God says, whether in plenty or without, be content because you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Go after Christ with everything that you have. So when you look at that verse, I can do all things through Christ 
who strengthens me. I hope you begin to to understand it. Is I I believe that 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 I can be exactly who God intended me to be through Christ, who 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 gives me strength. Whether I'm with a crowd who goes for Christ or I'm by myself going for Christ. That, who, who, that, that is, is what God calls each of us. Whether you're a student in this room or an adult in this room, the challenge is the same. I will follow Christ with everything I have through Christ who, give, who gives me strength. L- let's pray together. Dear God, I th- thank you for every student that's in this room. God, I thank you for your gospel. God, the fact that we're all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God. And Lord, the wages of sin, what we earn from sin is death. And we had no way to get to you, God. We were separated from you because you are perfect and, 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 and holy. But God, you pursued us even when we were in rebellion and fighting against you. You fought for us and you sent your son to live a perfect life, to die as a sacrifice for our sins. Sacrifice put to death on the cross. He lived a perfect life. And he didn't just die on the cross, but he was buried on third day, rose again, overcoming death in the grave. God, I thank you for the many in this room who you have saved, that you have changed, you have transformed lives. But God, I believe there are still some in this room that don't know you. God, if they don't know you, Lord, I will just ask that you will give them the courage, that you will, you will touch hearts, that you will change lives, that you will draw them to yourself, and that they will say, okay, God, I'm yours. I put my faith and, and trust in Jesus Christ. I turn, I repent from my sin, I trust and turn to you, God. May we be a people that do that. And Lord, may we be content with whether we have everything or whether we have nothing. But God, in our, may we only be content because we can do all things through you, Jesus Christ, who gives us strength. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. Uh, God, help us to be different. Help us to be tired of being like the world. Lord, help Use your spirit to convict us so much that we are sick of some things that we may be getting into. And God, may we talk, be bold enough to talk to friends, but not just friends, but lead, leaders uh, that, who will walk alongside of us. I'm going to ask for all heads to stay bowed and eyes closed. I just want to be able to pray for just, just a, a few of y'all tonight if you, if you want prayer. And this is the, the first group. It's a group that says... Um, God is calling me specific tonight just is through this word that I just need to be a person that isn't depending on the crowd which way I go, but depending on the word of God, who I'm going to be. And I just need, I just want someone to pray for me that I'll be bold, even though I have to stand by myself. That's you. Just look up at meet eyes with me real quick. I see you. You can put your head down once I see you. Okay. Okay. I see you. All right, I gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Anybody else, raise your hand for me if I missed you. Dear God, I thank, thank you for every eye uh, that was raised, uh, just for courage to stand. And go, Lord, as we live for you, as we walk for you, as we speak for you, Lord, may we not be, be showing it just in the way that we live. But God, we've got to speak about, about you. God, give us the courage to stand even when nobody else does. But God, I beg for you for this group and even for myself, Lord. 
Give me friends to walk beside who love you even more than I love you. God, may that be your prayer. Lord, may may I friends who love you more than I love you and who seek you more than I seek you so that they can help me to fight, to fight through this world and to live for you. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your son. God, what a precious and powerful gift you you give us. And Lord, when we, we hear this verse, Lord, may we just be reminded that you love us and you don't give up on us. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.